You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I have Brendan, who is the founder of Master Talk. Now, he coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become Top 1%, top 1%, y'all, so you better listen, um, in their industry. He also has a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. So thank you so much, Brendan, for coming on the show today. Of course, Tiffany, it's great to be on. Yeah, so like I mentioned in your introduction, I'm super excited to have you on because I know that personally that there's a lot of people that listen to me that do struggle with public speaking. So I'm very, very interested in having this conversation with you. Now, let's just jump right in. Um, So when it comes to public speaking, right? Um, what are some things that people should keep in mind um, or some top tips that they should, you know, think about when they have, let's say they need to get up in front of somebody or even, let's say, a potential client? Um, what are some top tips that they should kind of think about? Yeah, for sure, Tiffany. You know, in, in context of your show, which is primarily about money and finances, I'm sure there's a ton of episodes where you talk about what is our relationship with money. Right? Because if our relationship with money is negative, it doesn't matter how much money we make, we'll we'll spend it all, we'll do the we'll make the wrong decisions. We won't create financial sustainability within our life. Communication works in the same way. So the first question that the audience needs to think about is what is your relationship with communication? Because most of us, the relationship we have is surrounded by fear, anxiety, and stress. And if that's all you're thinking about, when you're thinking about communication, you're probably not going to get better. So the first step in my process is always to dream. We dream about our financial targets. We dream about our business goals. We dream about the relationships we want to have in our life, the life we want to live. When was the last time we dreamed about our communication skills? And the answer is never. So the question that I have for people is how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? Mm, I love that. I love that because I do talk a lot about um, your emotions and everything as it relates to money. And like you said, I've even never dreamed about being a perfect communicator or like stepping on stage and just like nailing it. Um, I'm usually like freestyling all the time. But um, (laughs) but that is a very good point um, because we kind of make our realities. So if someone was like, had those fears and things like that, what are some ways that they can get over that? For sure, Tiffany. You know, what I always like to say is like the fear of communication is actually really difficult to remove. And I think it's a bad expectation to have to begin with. It's kind of like saying, you know, uh, having the perfect budget with money, but if you miss one part of the budget, you shouldn't do it at all, right? It's like the same thing. You're better off just going to the gym than not going at all. So, so communication is the same way. Let me give an example with me because I'm, I'm the expert apparently of communication. So let's say me and you are having lunch and somebody calls me and that person is Elon Musk. And he says, hey, Brendan, I really like your YouTube videos. Can you come coach me tomorrow? I'll pay you a million bucks. Would I shit my pants? Yeah, absolutely. Have I coached a lot of CEOs? For sure. But I would still be scared regardless of the experience I have. So there's always a level where we're all scared. So the goal is actually not to remove the fear, but rather do something else with it. 
Think of it like a boxing analogy, like a boxing match. So one side of the ring is the fear of communication, the anxiety, the stress, but the other side is the message. Why is it important for you to share this? What does it matter to you? What is it going to get you? And the goal is never for the fear to leave the ring, but rather when your message and your fear meet in the middle of that boxing match, that your message gets the knockout punch, that your message wins the match. I started Masterstroke when I was a kid, right? I was like a 22-year-old kid in my mother's basement. I still live in my mother's basement, yet I've still built a really successful business. So why did I press record when I was 22? I didn't do it for the executives. I did it for the 15-year-old girl who couldn't afford me. Mm, yes, yes. I love that. Um, so the message, focus on your message, and then that'll get you over the fear. I know personally, because um, I was very, believe it or not, y'all, I was very shy and I didn't like talking to people when I was younger. Um, I know what kind of helped me was my first job when I was 16 and I worked at CVS. And so I had to talk to people. And so then that kind of opened that door up as well. So I feel like maybe that might might be, I mean, you're the expert, but I feel like maybe that might be another aspect too, is just to slowly build up to, um, you know, the big crowds and things like that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge fan of easy wins. So I love that you mentioned that. Like for me, it's communications, like juggling 18 balls at the same time. One of those balls is eye contact. Another one is smiling. Another one is vocal tone variety. So instead of trying to do all of it at the same time, kind of like with money, it's like, forget about just all these different strategies. Like, are you spending more than you're saving? Like, it's just, you start the basics. So for me, what are the three easiest balls in communication? For me, the first ball is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like tissue box, like cup, like perspective, like destiny, and create random presentations out of thin air. What this allows us to do, Tiffany, is it allows us to do the following. If you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. And that's what the random word exercise gives us. Okay, let's dive a little deeper into that because I'm like, I might use this in one of my classes. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to the random word exercise, can you just give us a brief of what that would look like if somebody was to implement that? Of course. Throw me any word you want. Um, word. <laughs> sure. Words govern the way that we live our lives, languages, syllables, pronunciation, the way that we see life is through the power of words. For without words, how can communication even ensue? But there's other parts of the way that we interact with others, Tiffany, that doesn't need words. The way that we smile at each other, the way that we shake each other's hands, the way that we use our eye contact to make people feel a little bit more special that day. And it's those little cues that really have nothing to do with words that makes people's days. So I ask all of you to think about not just the words that you're using on a day-to-day -day basis, but the way that you're showing up. A great coach of mine once said, Tiffany, that the way you're being is way more important than anything you're doing. So be in a way that doesn't require words. And also I want to point out, Tiffany did not give me the word word prior to this conversation. So I literally did that off the cusp. He absolutely did. <laughs> there you go. 
time because you saw I was struggling with what word to give you. Um, but that is awesome. Um, and, you know, it reminds me of when like comedians are um, or actors or, you know, people that perform when they're practicing, they do like this impromptu stuff. Um, and it reminds me of that. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's a good idea to do just as somebody. I mean, actually, when you're speaking, you're kind of performing. So um, that's a great idea. I love that. Um, so what is another tip that people can think about when it comes to either getting over their fear or let's say they're already in front of the audience? <laughs> what should they what should they do, you know, while they're in that situation? For sure, Tiffany. So my perspective is always never wait for the moment, prepare for the moment. So when it strikes, you knock it out of the park. So it's the same thing with with money, right? We got to know how to manage our small amount of money so that when we get bigger or chunks of money, we know how to deal with those situations. We don't freak out. So it's the same thing. So I call this my easy threes. So one of them we talked about is the random word exercise. The second one is what I call puzzle. So communication is like jigsaw puzzles. You know those poi, those toys we used to play as kids? Those little pieces. So the question to think about is when we work on jigsaw puzzles, which pieces do we start with first? And the answer is the quarter pieces because they're just easier to find in the box, right? And you put the outline, you work you in the middle. So why am I talking about puzzles? The reason I'm talking about puzzles is because in communication, we do the opposite, unfortunately. We start with the middle. So what happens when we're preparing a speech? We're shoving a bunch of content. We get to the presentation. We ramble throughout the whole thing. And the last slide sounds something like this. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, you know, it's like it's terrible. So instead, prepare your presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. Do the introduction 50 times. 50 seems like a big number, but actually is it only takes an hour. Do the same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? Last time I checked, terrible movie. And then tackle the middle. So that's number two. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So go ahead when you are preparing, if you are a preparer, um, <laughs> um, start with the outsides and work your way in. So start with the intro, then the outro, and then start working on the content. I love that. Um, now, as someone personally who's not a preparer, <laughs> I, I realize that I do worse when I try to prepare than if I just let it flow. Um, what is something that um, people People that struggle with, you know, doing preparation, um, what is a tip for them as they get on with their public speaking? And then we'll go back to number three. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're all good, Tiffany. You're all good. So, so here's what I would say. If you're someone who is more of your type of speaker, because I don't want to change your style, I would say practice the random word exercise more because that doesn't require any prep. That's more like going through the flow of how you do things. The other piece, though, is for those of you who don't like to prepare too much, you don't have to do it for every presentation. Just do it for the one that you find yourself repeating the most. I'll give you a super easy example, which ties into number three, actually. When you guest on a podcast or when you host a podcast, you're asking very similar questions, especially when you're a guest, you're always answering the same questions. So, like, even if you don't like prep, like, 
understanding what you're going to get asked and being prepared a little bit more will help you improve the quality of your answers over time, which ties into number three. A lot of us aren't proactive with the questions that we get asked. So I call this question drills. I remember when I started guessing on pods, Tiffany, somebody asked me a few years ago, where was the fear of communication come from? Like, where does it come from? And I was like, I don't know, dude, Los Angeles, San Diego, like, I was super clueless. I had no idea. So I was reactive. I wasn't proactive to the way that I answered questions. So what did I do instead? Every day for five minutes, I would write down the answer to one question somebody would ask me about communication. But I did that every day for a year. So if you do that every day for a year, with only five minutes, by the way, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry and you'll be unbeatable. Bless you, Elsa. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, we got something going on here. Um, (laughs) But yes, um, I love that uh, because, you know, like you said, a lot of times, especially when you're a speaker, because that's something that I do quite often as well. You know, people want you for the same type of topics, um, you know, answering the same type of questions, you know, that type of thing. So I love that idea of just going through like common questions that I get and, um, you know, coming up with the answer and then practicing that. And you said only five minutes a day. I think that's doable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, let's, um, so we did all three of those um, and we still have a little more time. So, If somebody was in front of the audience, okay, because I've had people come to me, well, you know, not really come to me, say that they had a big presentation coming up and, you know, I'm always giving them tips or whatever. Um, If they have a big presentation coming up, um, they're not really good at public speaking. So they think, and I have that thing too, like people think that they're worse than what they are. Um, What are some tips that they can kind of practice or get through um, other than those three where let's say, for instance, they need to hop on a stage right now. Like (laughs) what is something that they can do right before their speech? Yeah, Tiffany, I'm I'm not a big fan of silver bullets. You know, maybe another coach will, will give you a straight answer to that. But I think for me, it's really about you need you need to get the L. Like and, and it's a good lesson in and of itself. You should never you should never wait until the day before to prepare for something. That matters. That really, really matters. Right? But the other piece to that, if that situation does occur, I would say if you only had a few hours, go back to your purpose. Why, why are you giving the presentation? I'll give you one example. Before, before the pandemic hit, I got asked to keynote in front of like 400 kids for like pro bono just to like help them with their communication. And I prepared for a long time because it was a big deal for me, 400 people back then. So I, I prepped for months for it. Actually, not months, weeks for it, excuse me. And then I got to the presentation and I found out 15 minutes before the keynote that I had to deliver half of it in French. And I was like, shit. And I'm fluent in French, but it's my second language. I'm, I'm not, I've never keynoted in that language. And the director was like, hey, by the way, I forgot to mention, but half this crowd doesn't speak English. So can you just have it in French? I was like, excuse me, what? So obviously that situation, uh, I prepared, but I need to, I need to deliver. So I, I just went back to my purpose. It is, it is impossible for me to do bad, and I'll tell you why. Not because I'm great or anything, but because if I don't do well in front of those kids, they're going to look at me, well, if this kid can't be a great speaker, I can't be a great speaker for sure. 
because he's the expert. So I, I was just unacceptable for me to not deliver. So I just went up there and I translated half of my presentation on the spot and I made it work. So I think the key is you got to go back to your purpose because if you don't, you'll lose. I Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, and just to key in the audience, because we did talk about where you were from, you're in Montreal, which, um, you know, French, because in the US, we, we suck, we don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I love that, though, because it also highlights how, you know, when someone hires you to be a speaker, or, you know, they actually get on stage for something, you are the expert, right? And so that's another tip that I tell people, like, even if you mess up, <laughs> don't make it obvious let, that you messed up because nobody's going to know you're the expert. So <laughs> exactly <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you can literally like, I mean, I don't recommend this, but you can go up there and say whatever. And people would be like, oh, yeah, because they have no idea. So that's another thing that gives me the confidence as well, is that I am the expert and people came to listen to me speak. And so at the end of the day, um, even if I do mess up, I'm not going to let the audience know that I messed up. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think that's so true. It's like it's like a dance choreography. If someone messes up the choreography, does the audience know? Well, no, because they don't know the routine, right? So I think it's important for us to, to acknowledge that and, and realize that, look, if there's a reason we're on that stage and not everyone else, it's because we're not because we're the world's best expert, because we don't need to be. But just because we're one step, we're two chapters, we're three chapters ahead in that skill set as everyone else in the audience. Like, I, I'm sure there's communication coaches that are better than me in the world because I'm just getting, I mean, I'm getting started, I've been doing this for seven years, but, you know, I, I still have a lot more career left to go. You know, I'm not the oldest tool in the shed. So, so there you, so yeah, I have a lot more to learn for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brendan. I think this was very, very informative for the audience. And if people were interested in finding out more about you, finding out more tips, watching your YouTube channel, where could they find you? Absolutely. This is great. Thanks for having me. Super fun. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel, Master Talk in One Word. You'll have access to hundreds of cool videos on how to speak. And number two is attending my Zoom free trainings. I do a free training on communication every three weeks over Zoom. It's fun. It's live. It's interactive. And it's free. So if you want to register for that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Ooh, Rockstar Communicator. I know I want to be one. Um, so if you all didn't get all of that, I will definitely have it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Brendan, for coming on the show today. It was my pleasure. <laughs> hey, the pleasure was absolutely mine, Tiffany. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>